This is the Mindvox podcast hosted by Claire Jacobs. Mindvox is a space to talk about our minds and mental health, so we cover topics that can be of a triggering or sensitive nature. We will always highlight the topics we cover in the show notes of each episode's description, so please read these before listening. Please note we're not medical experts, we're only experts of our own mental health experiences. To find out more about the pod or contact us, find us on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter using the name Mindvox Pod. Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Mindvox. Today I'm going to be talking to a lovely lady called Claire Turner, who is a success coach, that's one I haven't heard before, and an EFT practitioner. Um, just to tell you a little bit about her, she's a founder of, well, is it called Claire Turner EFT, I think? Very imaginatively, yes. <laughs> wow, no one else will have that name, will they? Um, she's also an author and works with people to help achieve their goals in anything from business to mind management and even weight loss. So um, I wanted to talk to Claire today, really, to find out more about EFT because I've heard it does amazing things for a variety of mental health conditions, for ADHD, for just general well-being. Um, so I really wanted to explore it. How are you doing, Claire? I'm awesome, thank you, my lovely. How are you? I'm okay. It's been a it's day. It's nice to see all the Claire's in the house. Surround sound. <laughs> it's even nicer to see that you have it spelled exactly the same way as me, the French way. Yeah, yeah, is, yeah. Oh, you say you say the correct way. I just say the French way to not offend the people that have it spelled differently. But yeah, but no, no. I like you know. It's weird if I see anyone else with the name without the I or without the E. It feels like it's not complete. It's really yeah, bizarre yeah, yeah. because you get, you get used to it, don't you? It's like that's not right. It needs this, but they must think the same thing. Like you got too many letters when they see mine. But whatever. I digress. I'm in one of their moods today. I apologise. It's been a very ridiculous week, and my brain is going hyperspeed. So I apologise if I'm talking quickly. Tell me to slow down, Claire, if I am. Um, because I can't, oh, the meds are kicking in. So, <laughs> go okay. And that's not illegal before anyone starts worrying. It's ADHD medication. Anyway, so tell us a bit about your background, Claire. What are you trained in? Because I think when I had a little quick read at your website, there's a heck of a lot of things that you you do, I think. Uh, yeah. So one of my favourite subjects, me. <laughs> <laughs> so I started life uh, sort of in the corporate world. Uh, worked my way up to a big corporate America, uh, American-owned business, and I was—I'd been there for so long. I started off in a much smaller company, which then merged and then got bought out by this larger company. And I'd been there for like fifteen years, and so I found myself just sort of working my way up through the levels, and that was fine. But I was working my way up through levels that I really to an area I didn't really have any interest in. It was—it's a testing and certification company, and it just you no, know, I just didn't really. You know, like, oh, okay, <laughs> when I when I first started, it was slightly different, and it was much more interesting. But the bigger it got, the more sort of yeah. impersonal it got, if you like. And I ended up as a project manager um, in an area that I just didn't enjoy, and, and it was a big open plan office. And I also at that time um, I'd also been in a relationship for fifteen years, and oh. so I. Like a double bubble thing going on. I was in a job 
that I didn't enjoy and wasn't fulfilling. And I've been there for 15 years and I was also at the same time in a relationship that there was nothing essentially wrong with it. No one was doing anything bad, but it, it just, I kind of, we just got to run apart um, and we didn't know enough about how to grow back together and all that. Stuff. And so we're just like brother and sister living with each other. And so mm-hmm. that was also a very unfulfilled part of my life. But I felt, I found myself feeling very trapped because I didn't believe I could do anything else I didn't think I was good enough to change jobs, the same kind of money. Um, there was fear that if I left the part, my partner, you know, I wouldn't find anyone else. Almost better the devil you know than going off on your own and having that, that fear. Um, the first thing to change was the relationship, which I did very quietly and very slowly. And we just, um, I just kind of very gradually extricated myself from that. And so off the back of that, I was then on dating websites. Which oh, just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's a whole, a whole other nice. story. It's a whole other a podcast. <laughs> yeah, that was, I was going to say, I had to invite you back on that one. <laughs> well, I ended up eventually uh, meeting my current partner, um, oh, who's also a chiropractor in Crawley, Crawley Chiropractic Centre, shameless plug, um, oh. Dr. Danny Scarhill. And... Mm-hmm he introduced me to the world of personal development. And <laughs> when we first started going out together, uh, we, were, we were together one time, he just turned around and he said, oh, he said, are you aware of how stressed you are? Mm-hmm. What he'd say now is you're being a right moody cow, get over it, but <laughs> I'm still new back then. So it's like, are you aware of how stressed you are? And I, I wasn't because I was living day to day in constant stress. And so it had just become part of my environment almost. And I wasn't, I wasn't aware of its impact that it was having on me. Mm. And he said, you know, you should check out this guy called Brad Yates on YouTube. He does this thing called EFT. And for anyone who wants to have a little look at Brad Yates, I totally recommend it. Um, just go on YouTube and look up Brad Yates and you're, he's all over the place. Mm. Um, and I, he gave me this introductory video about what EFT was and a little bit about how to do it. I remember sitting on the sofa watching this video, um, just thinking, well, wh- oh, may I swear? Yes, you may. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I went to check that earlier. Oh, I, was sat, I was sat on the sofa watching this video. I was thinking, what a load of fucking bollocks. What is, the, what is this? What is this? Is just Yeah. Um, but I was like, no, okay, I'll give it a go. I'll give it a go. And so Brad has a load of tap-along videos. Um, that you can do so I would sit in my car at lunchtime and tap along to a Brad Yates video and I would go back into work a different person and there was much less stress I felt much happier now unbeknownst to me um, EFT is and I'll, I'll, I'll give it more info about what EFT stands for and stuff in a minute but EFT not only reduces negative emotions really quickly it also works on limiting subconscious beliefs, but I didn't know that bit at the time. I was just using it to make my feel, self feel better. Unbeknownst to me, whilst I was doing that, I was, I was thinking about the stuff that was making me stressed in the first place. The fact that I didn't think I was good enough to leave, uh, you know, blah, 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 blah. And it was working on that at the same time, sneakily in the background. Oh. And it was really weird how then, as I started to, unbeknownst to me, started to clear all that crap out, um, my life just started to change naturally. Um, you know, I met a lady who ran a, a chiropractic association 
because mm. we we opened our own chiropractic clinic um, many years ago, just called Chiropractic Centre. Um, we this lady came in for an adjustment. I met her. It just so happened she'd moved the association five doors down the corridor from where we were, um, and she needed some office help. And all of a sudden, I found myself being invited to an interview for a, a job that actually I was I was very interested in. Um, you know not long after I started tapping it just everything just the universe just seemed to shift and present me with opportunities that mm. just cropped up very naturally and that led into all sorts of other things but I was kind of blown away looking back at it I'm more blown away now than I was at the moment because I didn't really mm. see it at the moment um, but there was a real connection between starting EFT and having my life just naturally kind of unfold if that makes sense. But do you think that, I mean, some people who are not so into it will be like, really? Um, how would... Yeah, yeah and I was. <laughs> Is it just that you were, do you think that you were in a calmer state so you were attracting better things? Or do you know what I mean? Because sometimes they say sort of when you're in a bad headspace, you kind of, when you look at the science of energy and how we sort of exude it and what we internalise energetically around the, the atmosphere and all that stuff, that, that if you're bringing out the negative stuff, you're literally like, bringing drawing in the negative but yeah. yeah if you're more relaxed and sort of in a more yeah. positive mindset you've got space to your energy to attract the good stuff now some people still roll their eyes at that but it's a crazy how the sort of science world are really hooking into this now and testing it and, yeah. and there's so yeah. much so much coming out about actually the energy around us is really important and yeah that's absolutely that's absolutely a true thing to say and um you know it, it has been lumped in the past i think it was, it was viewed as very woo woo you know it's a bit oh, a bit a bit happy clappy spiritual stuff but actually you know everything is energy that's just quantum mm. sciencey physicy stuff fact you know it's mm. it's physics everything is everything is energy we're energy, I'm energy, your energy, everything that we think is a hard surface is just made up of energy. Energy is all around us. We are connected by energy. We're not, you know, individuals on our own. We have this big connection with energy. And so, yeah, absolutely. The energy that we produce and exude um, is, is based on how we're feeling. Uh, I mean, our emotions are just mm. chemicals that we release based on our thoughts. And so that, that whole thing, you know, your thoughts lead to your feelings, lead to your actions, lead to your results. Um, so if you're thinking positive, empowering thoughts, you're going to get positive, empowering feelings that are going to cause you to take different actions and get different results than if you had less positive mm. thoughts that led to less positive feelings. And those are going to give you different results, different actions, different results. But the whole basis of that is I'd like to take it a step further back. You know, where do your thoughts come from? Yeah. Your thoughts come from generally, they, they come from the beliefs that you have. The beliefs you have lead you to think a certain way. And so one of the great aspects of EFT is not only does it help you to relax and feel better in the moment so it can calm you down, but what's really powerful about it is that you can then use it to go back and find the triggers from your past events that are causing you to feel this certain way in the first place. Because if you can deal with the trigger that causes you to feel a certain way, which then causes you, you know, causes mm. you to act a certain way, then you can come cut the head off the snake, if you like, you yeah. can pull the root out. Um, so it's kind of double pronged. Um, you, you know, you can use it to come in very quickly, reduce your, your bad emotions, make you feel a lot calmer. And from that position, yes, you're absolutely right. When you are in a calmer state of mind, you make better decisions. When you're stressed, when you're in the stress response, which is essentially what a negative emotion is, it's a form of stress response. Mm. 
Yeah. You know, your brain, your very sensible prefrontal cortex, that logical part of your brain that you know you can use to think your way out of things and rationalize stuff, it just goes offline. Mm. And that's just biology. It's designed to go offline because your stress response kicks in and your stress response kicks in in order to keep you alive. So it's based on that fight, flight, freeze response. Yeah, and that's so, the uh, amygdala, isn't it? That part yeah, that yeah, up. And I know for people like me who, who suffer with sort of anxiety disorders and as well as the ADHD stuff that I go on about a lot, our amygdala doesn't, uh, it doesn't work the way a general person does. It's constantly firing and in fight or flight mode most of the time whereas the average person it's only when something serious is happening um so we kind of that my response to the tiniest thing that's why it's been so hard all these things going wrong this week is that i'm acting like horrific sort of crisis are happening and my my cortisol levels must be through the roof because yeah absolutely and therefore my logic part literally the amygdala i think it kind of snaps it away and and they they sort of don't fuse back until the amygdala is calm yeah um, so it sounds like that's why I've already been interested in EFT because I've heard a lot about it especially for people with the conditions I have is that it can really bring that response down again tell the brain that no we don't need to be in fight or flight and yeah. then the logic part can kind of return and a lot quicker um and when the you look at it, it's like part. literally tapping isn't it it's just looking yeah. at something <laughs> and so when you're sort of saying well it can limits the subconscious beliefs i'm like how can a physical tap do that bit i get how it can calm you down yeah. in the immediate but like i don't know this is where we're gonna get to sciencey thing like how, how does it i'm not gonna get to science because i was i was asked to leave biology <laughs> <laughs> oh i can't do science <laughs> i mean the reason the logical part of your brain goes offline when you're stressed is because it's, it's <laughs> when when your brain is telling you that you need to run away mm. Because you know it's the, the flight response that's just that's honing on that one. When your brain saying you, you need to run because this big saber-toothed tiger is about to leap on you and eat yeah. you, what yeah. it doesn't want is you to then pause and go, "I need to run." Oh, but which way should I run? Yeah. Where should I run to? It just wants you to run. It doesn't mm. need you to be solving the times crossword puzzle or anything like that. It just wants yeah. you to run, and that's why it cuts off. It doesn't want you being logical, um, and so that and that really it can be really impactful when particularly in people who can't turn off their stress response, mm. um, and it's just flooding all the time. You do you get this fog, and you know you can't see the bigger picture you act very overly emotionally about stuff because you can't help it because your brain thinks you're in actual physical danger mm. um so where EFT comes in and, and I'll just give a little bit of info back and being at EFT if that's okay um EFT stands for emotional freedom techniques and it's also referred to as tapping and if people don't know why um, I will reveal that later <laughs> um it, <laughs> um but it, it i'm just gonna pre-warn people it looks really fucking weird you're gonna feel really it stupid does. Isn't it? Yeah. um but it is it's super effective and there is there is actually a lot of science behind it now and if anyone is particularly interested in the science aspect i would recommend they look up a website of a lady called dr peter stapleton which is p-e-t-a um, she's also written a book the science behind eft a lovely lady i had the privilege of interviewing her okay. a couple of years ago really nice lady done a lot of research around EFT and how it works but if I just if we just focus on how it works to reduce stress first Mm. um essentially when it's called tapping because you tap with your fingers on specific acupressure points on your face and torso 
That's where the looking weird bit comes in. Mm -hmm. When you do that, it generates an electrical signal that travels to the stress response center of your brain, which as you correctly said is the amygdala. And essentially it tells your amygdala to chill the fuck out. Mm. It's okay. It's not in the danger it thinks it's in. Um, and there's been some really good research on that. There's a couple of um, studies that people did. One, the first one was by a chap called Dawson Church, um, PhD, and the second one was by Peter Stapleton, where they got a group of people and they kind of stressed them up a little bit and they broke them into three groups. And the first group received an hour of magazines to read. The second group received an hour of psychoeducation on stress, so pamphlets and what stress is and what to do about it. And the third group received an hour of EFT. Now, before they broke off into these respective groups, after they'd been stressed up a bit, um, the, the people doing the study measured the level of cortisol, which is a stress hormone, in their saliva. Then they went away for the hours and they came back. And after the hours, they measured the level of cortisol in the saliva again. And the group who'd had an hour of magazines to read, their cortisol had gone up by 2%. The people who had had the psychoeducation on stress, their stress levels had decreased by the usual rate you'd expect once you've taken the stressor away, which is around 19%, one nine. The group who'd had EFT for an hour, their cortisol levels had decreased by a whopping 43% after just one hour. So really effective at calming you down. And there's also research showing that EFT will affect the level of adrenaline in your bloodstream after about 10 minutes, sometimes less. So it can work super quickly. And if it's okay, when we talked about this earlier, uh, you know, towards the end of this podcast, I'm going to invite your, your listeners to do some EFT with me so they can experience it for themselves. Because I can sit here and talk about EFT and the science behind it till I'm blue in the face, and often I have done. But until people actually experience it, I, it's, I think it's a bit hard to get your head around. Yeah. Um, so we'll do that a little bit later. That's okay. That's um, with regards to how it works with limiting beliefs, I'd like you to imagine your brain as a biocomputer, which is essentially what it is. And everything that's ever happened to you is stored in a little electronic folder in your biocomputer brain. And the, the folders are created when you feel an emotional surge around something. Um, and it tends to be the more negative kind of emotions. We're, we're very good at remembering all the bad stuff that's ever happened to us, but we're a little less good at remembering all the yeah. good stuff. Um, and then there's four things that go into that electronic folder there's the emotion or the emotions that cause it to be created in the first place there's an image or a movie of what happened to cause that emotion to come up uh, there's a physiological response to how your body reacted and there's also um, a decision that you made about yourself or about the world in general and to give you a little like, bit of an example of that we imagine a kiddie and they're at school and they're asked to do a presentation to the class and maybe they get something a bit wrong maybe they stumble over their words and the class laughs at them Maybe the teacher says something a little bit derogatory. And in that moment, our kiddie, <coughs> excuse me, is going to feel a surge of emotion, probably stuff like shame, embarrassment, humiliation, maybe even anger. As soon as that surge of emotion happens, your brain goes, oh, something important is happening. Quick, create a folder. And it puts the emotions in the folder. Our kiddie's body's going to be reacting a certain way. He's probably getting a bit flushed. Maybe he feels a bit shaky, a bit sick. Those physical reactions go in the folder. 
his mind's going to be taking a snapshot of what's going on. In this case, because there's laughter, there's probably a soundtrack to go with it. And that goes in the folder. And in that moment, he's going to make a decision. And that decision may be something along the lines of, I'm no good at public speaking or public speaking isn't safe. It's bonkers because we all love public speaking. (laughs) 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 Some do, I don't. Uh, that's because those things are in the folder and it's it's got emotion attached to it. Our brain considers it to be very important. And we like to be right. So we're gonna, our brain is then gonna look out for stuff that reinforces the decision we've made. Right. Um, and you reinforce that decision enough and you turn it into a belief. It's the same thing with what you hear from figures of authority. You hear something from your parents or a teacher, mm-hmm. politician, whatever, someone who you perceive to be in a position of authority. Um, you tend to inherit their beliefs. You tend to yeah. inherit what they tell you. So a lot of our beliefs aren't even actually ours. We just inherited them. But because they're then deemed as very important, our brain looks out for things that will reinforce them. And the thing about beliefs is that, you know, they're really fucking powerful. People will die for their beliefs. They'll kill for their beliefs. But they are, at the end of the day, just beliefs. They're not truths, mm. um, which is good because that means we can change them. So the way EFT, I mean, if we if we fuck into that, if we then study how that decision then impacts our kidney later in life. So he's made the decision that he's no good at public speaking. Public speaking so, um, throughout his life is that his brain then looks for things that reinforces that, turns it into a big fat ass belief. Right. And then one day he's at work and his boss comes up and says, oh, there's, there's an opportunity for promotion. You'd be fantastic at it. It's more money. It's less mm-hmm. hours. It's mm-hmm. in the Bahamas. It's just your dream role. And our grown up kid goes, oh my God, that's amazing. How do I get the promotion? And his boss says, it's really, really simple. All you have to do is give a presentation. And as soon as those words leave the boss's mouth, our grown-up kiddies brain is going to go, hang on, we've been there before. And it's going to go rifling through the electronic files in its brain. And to find the relevant one, it's going to press play. Mm-hmm. And in that moment, our grown-up kiddie, his body is going to react the same way it did you know when he was a, a, a kiddie back at school he's going to start feeling his face flush and feel a bit sick bit shick, um bit sick bit shaky um he's going to get those emotions come up you know feeling a bit stressed and all that sort of stuff and his little inner voice is going to go shit i'm no good at public speaking and then one of two things is going to happen either he goes for it but he's so nervous and stressed about it and so anxious he completely fucks it up and doesn't get the promotion or he just goes, do you know what? I can't do it. And he doesn't get the promotion. And so that is a really big missed opportunity purely because of, of a limiting belief he's created about himself and what he can do based on a past event that he experienced. Mm-hmm. So EFT is a little bit like running a virus scanner through your computer brain and it finds the relevant folders and it plucks the emotion out. And as soon as you take the emotion away from something, your brain goes, oh, I'm not as important as we thought it was. Okay, carry on. And it just makes it so much easier to take the actions and feel the feelings that will get you better results. What it doesn't do is it doesn't erase the memory. No. Um, it, it removes the emotion, um, hence emotional freedom. But the other part of emotional freedom is the fact, this is where it stems in with, with dealing with sort of the more negative emotions, is that a lot of the time it's kind of drummed into us that we shouldn't feel bad we should feel positive and happy um, and feeling things like shame and anger and 
sadness, you know, the big frown upon. You shouldn't really feel that. Mm. And you can you can see that when you say to someone, oh, hi, yeah, how are you doing? And even if they're dying inside, the normal response is, oh, I'm fine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, and we kind of deny it? how we're feeling. And mm. uh, the result of that is we end up <laughs> kind of just pushing our emotions down. We deny how we feel, we stuff it into us. So if you think of your body as a tube, and every emotion you don't allow yourself to feel, which is usually the more negative ones, because we don't like to feel them, they're not comfortable, we stuff them down. And we stuff and stuff and stuff and stuff. And at some point, our tube is going to get quite full. Mm. And it's at that point, your body goes, love, you know, I'm full. You need to sort this shit out. And it will present you with symptoms. So it may be, you know, the negative emotions. It may be getting over the emotion. It may be weight gain. Um, whatever it is, you're, you're still, or pain or disease or illness, it can go that far um and it's me so yeah it kind of bursts doesn't it I think in the past I've been told it's a bit like where you keep filling up a, a fizzy bottle with fizzy drink and at some point if it's overflowing it's just going to yeah everywhere yeah. and I do so, think I recognize that so I now at the point where I've got huge chronic pain in my eye I've got discs that have come out of my back now I'm always in physical pain I'm yeah. always highly anxious I'm always overwhelmed overstimulated yeah. um yeah. to the mental health and and some people say like the word depression you are literally pressing you're depressing yeah. things inside you yeah. and at some yeah. point that's got to come out as things like depression huge breakdowns your brain yeah. just goes I can't do this anymore yeah. you've got to deal with this I'm shutting off now until you yeah. uh yeah you sort me out <laughs> your body your body will talk to you um but we're not very good at listening mm, um and so one of the things we hear in the chiropractic clinic quite a lot is when danny says to me you know do you suffer from headaches they go oh well no more than usual oh, since yeah. when was it usual to get a headache mm. it's yeah. you know, <laughs> <laughs> it's true, it might it? happen you know, it might be happening to a lot of people but having a headache isn't isn't normal it's not usual it's not um you know it's yeah. like it, but we don't listen we just we just we're kind of programmed just to go for the oh we'll take this pill and the headache will go away where you was really you're just it's the equivalent of putting a sticker over the check engine light in your car saying if yeah. I just put a sticker over and I can't see it, it's fine well there's problems all itself out it won't mm. it'll, it'll keep going until at some point the car's going to break down your body's the same way your body and mind sex the same way it, it, your body's fucking amazing it will adapt it will adapt it will adapt but at some point it can't mm. adapt anymore and it's the same thing with your mind you know we're very good at adapting to stuff. Um, it's why it's one of the things that helps us to evolve. But you can only go so far, and then you're, you're, it's just like I can't. Like you just said, I can't cope. I can't cope. Um, then you react we, we, when we stuff our stress down, and um, we pretend it, and we well, we shouldn't. I shouldn't feel that. I shouldn't feel this way. I should be happy and not be. And part of the emotional freedom is just allowing yourself to say, "Well, hey, well I do feel this. I do feel shit." And that's okay because there's a myriad of emotions that we have the privilege of experiencing. And I'm allowed to feel every single one of them. Right now, I feel shit and that's okay. And as soon as you give yourself permission to feel a certain way, it's that old, it's that old saying, you know, what you resist persists. Stop resisting it. Allow yourself a moment to feel it, acknowledge it. And as soon as you do that, you give it the opportunity to move out of your body. You stop holding like, on to when it. When you've got an EFT then, because obviously I've seen, I have in the past tried a couple of the basic youtube videos of it where yeah. you're tapping parts of your face mm -hmm. tapping parts of i think your collarbone and your shoulder yeah. um you do that it's like a cycle for a, a couple of minutes and then that's it um but when you're sort of saying well it can help with 
just feeling the feelings now I didn't get any of that so is that only when you sort of go to a practitioner and they're actually are they talking to you about things or is that just because it was a basic intro like like where does the the looking at how you're feeling and just going with it happen within an EFT sort of yeah so it depends what tap along videos you watch on YouTube I would say um EFT when you when you're working um on how you're feeling we hit the negative hard so when we're tapping we say um we say statements and I'm going to call them negative affirmations for one of anything best to call them right. and the reason we do that is not and, and it can worry people saying oh holy shit I'm, I'm tapping in all this negativity that's not actually what's happening what we're doing is we, we're saying all this negative stuff because that's how you're feeling so say it um, it's like Louise Hay very famously once said, no, honey, to clean your house, you have to see the dirt. And that's what we're doing. Um, so we're, and because you're tapping at the same time, you're keeping your stress response to the negative feeling under control because mm. EFT does is it turns off your stress response. So you may, what a lot of people find when they start tapping, particularly if they're new to it and they've got a lot of suppressed emotions, what people can find is when they start tapping, they will suddenly, the emotion might surge upwards and then they, they're tempted to stop because it feels bad. And, oh, shit, I'm feeling worse. And they stop tapping. Um, and really what they need to do is just keep tapping because it might take a moment, but EFT will bring that emotional response down. It will help you to feel a little bit better. You just got to get through that initial peak. Um, so when, if you're just dealing with like an, a run-of-the-mill negative emotion you can absolutely have at it yourself if people are dealing with more traumatic stuff i will put a caveat on here um if you've got some serious ptsd some serious trauma in your past i wouldn't recommend working on it by yourself or dealing with the emotions about it by yourself um because you run the risk of re-traumatizing yourself in that instance i would find someone who is trauma informed to help you work through it just just to keep you you know safe so to speak i will just caveat that out there but for just so generally that's what i was going to ask so because obviously i would there's so many eft free videos out there and i think yeah. now you said that i remember i was having to or the person was saying at positive affirmations while you were tapping um yeah. and saying you can say them if you want kind of thing but within it so if you went to an EFT practitioner to do EFT with them Mm. would they are they all sort of trauma informed or do they have certain types of uh, training so that they can help with certain conditions that might you know that you might yeah that's a great that's a great question um before I answer that if I may I'd just like to address the positive affirmation tapping oh yeah sorry yeah first because I'm going to forget otherwise (laughs) (laughs) that's fine all right um you can absolutely do positive tapping where you, you tap through the points, go, oh, I'm freaking awesome, I'm amazing, I can do this, woo! And it's, you're going to feel really jazzed up. It's going to really motivate you. You're going to feel really okay. cool. But I do liken it to polishing a turd. <laughs> you know, it's going to look all shiny and nice on the surface, but there's still a lot of shit underneath, and it's the shit we want to get through, hence why we tend to hit the negatives right. first. And a, lot of, a mistake that a lot of people make um, is that they try and go too positive, positive too soon hmm. when your inner voice isn't ready for it. And then you have, then you end up having an argument with your inner voice going, yeah, that's not right. This is why affirmations tend not to work for people. Mm. Um, you know, affirmations work. After the longest time, I thought they didn't work because they, didn't, they weren't working for me. Otherwise, a lot of bollocks didn't work. But what people don't realize is if you look in the mirror and affirm to yourself, you know, 
I am beautiful. And your inner voice is going, really? Look at that nose. Oh, that's not, yeah, that's not, not going to believe and it. Yeah. You call it a tail ender. And yeah. that's what you end up affirming. And so, you know, you're not going to believe it. So that's the danger with, with going too positive too fast is you end up with a tail ender in a voice going, Ooh, I think that's why. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but then to move on to <laughs> what your question was asking EFT practitioners. Um, all EFT practitioner, practitioners, in my opinion, should be trauma-informed because when you are working with a client with EFT, you don't know what their background is. You don't mean, obviously you should do some due diligence at the start, um, but you don't know what you're going to unearth through doing some EFT with them. So um, I am trauma informed. It's not what I specialize in, but I've got it because I tend to work more um, with entrepreneurs and business teams. Um, But even in that, you don't know what's going to come up because there's no such such thing as a business problem there's just a personal problem that is manifesting as a business problem so just for the fact that I you know I wanted to be prepared for anything that would come up I did some trauma training um and as part of EFT training you are trained in techniques specific EFT techniques that help you to guide people through very traumatic memories in a very safe um very controlled way um, so that you don't kind of flood them with with emotions you you, mm. you sort, of, sort of tiptoe around it and then work your way into it there's a very specific there's a couple of very specific techniques for that so every EFT practitioner should know how to do that as part of your training to become an EFT practitioner um, with regards to specific um, specialities I guess yeah, everyone's a little bit different I specialize in the in more on the businessy side. Um, so when people come to me, um, which has happened, you know, with, with um, specific trauma, mm-hmm. yes, I could deal with it. I'm possibly because it's not my speciality. Um, I probably wouldn't do as good a job as someone else. If that makes sense. Mm. um so when that happens I tend to refer people out to a lady who I know is just a fucking fantastic EFT practitioner in Devon a lady called Jackie Footman EFT Devon shout out um (laughs) uh, and who is just absolutely phenomenal and she's very good at working with people um with with PTSD and trauma and the people I've referred to have always come back to me going wow she's amazing thank you so much um now that's not to say I couldn't do the same thing but she's just specialized in in me and I don't want to shortchange someone by going, yeah, I can, I can get that bash. <laughs> no, <laughs> no I well, yeah, I know. Do what you it mean. in a safe way. Yeah, yeah, I've got the training, but it's just not something that I specialise in. Oh, that's really interesting because I think yeah that's the thing if you start unearthing something you need that person to know how to get you through that but I was I think I was a bit like well, how does the tapping I get how it all calms my amygdala down but how would it unearth stuff but I'm guessing like you're saying these negative affirmations and things like that are they doing something at the same time to the brain that's doing that side of it they're getting that sort of like you said the subconscious um I can't limiting remember how you phrased it. Yeah, yeah. the limiting beliefs. Yeah. Is that the bit that taps that bit whilst the, the sort of physical tapping is that calming the the whole sort of system down and, the, and the, the, the limbic system so that it can actually start to hear your affirmations and process them and start unearthing this trauma? Is that what yeah. that does? I, I think if we just call it witchcraft and leave it there. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just thought, for me, it's like, is, like so many people that are like, 
unless I can understand how it works, I do not believe it. I think you're yeah, really just absolutely. trying to sell a, a con. And I'm always mindful of that. And I'm always like, well, hold on. If people are saying it's good, I'm the divergent part of me is like, well, I want to know why. Why? Yeah. How does that work? Because yeah. I want to understand what would be going on for me during a session because I don't I don't know how I feel about that like how what's it going to yeah. possibly do and why like because some things you, you, oh, people sell you just know oh, if there's no science there I'm, I'm just really funny about it although mm-hmm. say that's me I still occasionally do like some white sage and put it around my house so I can't really say that I'm not yeah. I'm not a believer yeah. but it's um it's that thing of, of trying to convince people like my partner's very scientific but he is slightly holistic as well but I can imagine him saying okay so how does that work then I'm not going to pay money for it until I know how that will I want to see a little bit of the science behind it so I before I part with my cash so I'm for people like that who I know (laughs) I would I would would also I would just count out that a little bit you know back in the day the science said that smoking was good for you yeah (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you know, people giving kids DDT because the science said it, it would keep them healthy. And, I used to put it in a Coca Cola. Yeah, we are. Yeah, That's I know. So, stuff, you know, yeah. science, science. Yeah, I, I, I like to think we could do better yeah. research these days, though, that we actually do kind of well. Yeah. Who knows? But, I mean, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I like to know how things work, but I, I also balance that with if, if it works, mm. then does it really matter how it works? If I'm getting benefit yeah. from it, does it really matter that science hasn't quite caught up yet? Because it's only been you know, sort of fairly recently that science has, has caught up enough to be able to show things like energy coming from people's bodies and, mm, and, aura and stuff like that. Until very recently, we didn't have any of that. And so science, science said it didn't exist, but now we know it does. And yeah, people, no, that's people doing stuff like Reiki have known for years, but because it couldn't be proved scientifically, mm. you know, it, they, they had a bit of an uphill struggle, but... Mm. Yeah, no, it's it's true. it's it's one thing to know. Yes, this works. I feel this working for me. My life, I'm getting results. That's that's what I'm yeah. driven by. I'm driven by results. Yeah. If you're not getting results, stop doing it. Exactly. No, <laughs> um, I don't necessarily depend on the science to tell me that it works because I, you know, science isn't always right. Um, so, in terms of EFT, what kind of stuff can it? obviously we've talked about stress and anxiety it can yeah. be good for what are the sort of are there key particular things that it's incredibly good at that you would then because I guess there might be listeners going well will it help with ADHD well I, I've heard good things about that will it help with BPD will it help with my chronic back pain you know these sort of things because then it, and then if there are certain things do you like you said about the trauma do you then need to go and do your research and find a practitioner who specializes in that particular condition that you have or do do sort of do you all have sort of the generic training to cover most things like I don't how does it work yeah um if people are wanting to have a little look about what people in the area or what people in the UK do certain aspects of EFT there is a a website called EFT International and they have a list of practitioners on there um so that's one place people can go to have a little look to see what's what's about kind of thing um with regards to what you can use it for i i would say try it on anything and if it works great (laughs) and if it doesn't then you know maybe try something else 
if I was to sit here and say EFT is absolutely the right thing for every single person, it's the only way, it's the only <laughs> solution. Um, I, if I were you, I'd cut me off straight away because anyone who tells you their way is the only way is just full of shit because everyone's different. Mm. Everyone's different. I've met people who, you know, that they've been very skeptical about EFT. They've done some work with me and they become evangelical about it because it works so well. I've had other people who have gone, this just really annoys me and I don't like it. Mm. Okay. Try, you know, obviously not for you. It's okay. Some people, you know, I'm not the right practitioner for them. For some reason, you know, obviously not everyone's going to like me. They're, they're wrong, but <laughs> I'm not. I'm yeah. not the right person for everyone, and everyone isn't the right client for me. So that's fine. Exactly. So you've there's a, the right relationship. You've got to get on with your practitioner. You've got to find someone you can gel with. You, you've got you can talk to about stuff. Yeah. Um, the other really great thing about EFT, I want to just say, if people are saying, thinking, well, I've got this thing in my past I want to get rid of, but I'm really ashamed of it, I don't want to talk about it mm. anymore. Mm. When you work with, when you work with EFT, you don't actually, your practitioner doesn't actually have to know all the ins and outs. Okay. You can use like a code word because the important thing is, you know what you're talking about. Right. I don't, it's helpful if I know, or your practitioner knows, because then we could, we've got a bit more information to work with. Mm. But, it's not an absolute necessity. So one of the things I always say to people is when we're working together is, look, if, if, you, if there's something, you know, let's say you had an affair in the past and you just are so ashamed, you don't want to tell, tell me about it because you just don't want to, you don't want anyone else to know about it or, or whatever it might mm. be. Mm. Just say, look, there's something going on, but I don't really want to talk about it. And we'll, we'll just come up with a code phrase for it so we okay. can work that code phrase into the tapping. Because the words that we use People get very caught up with the words with EFT. Um, they get very nervous. Like, Am I saying the right thing? Mm. But just to just to clarify, if you're because EFT is a self-help tool, first and foremost, you can use it by yourself on yourself to help regulate your emotions. Where you probably want to start looking work, working with someone is if you want to take your life to the next level. If there's something you want that you can't seem to get, you know. People always say, oh, generally, it's I want more money or I want to find my love of my life or there's some key aspects that people are always striving to or I want my business to be successful or something like that. And you, the extent to which you don't have the thing you want is the extent to which you're resisting it. That is generally your first clue that there is some kind of limiting belief going on in the background that is preventing you from having the thing you want. So when people say, oh, I want more money, mm. And my first thing to come back was, well, you know, what's the downside of having more money? And generally it was like, are you mad? There's no downside to having more money. I was like, well, I'm going to suggest there is, otherwise you'd have more money. So what's the limiting belief running in the background that you're, you know, you've been pre-programmed with that is telling you there's something very dangerous about having more money. Did your parents fight a lot about money? You know, where oh. you're stuff like that because you, you soak stuff up as a kiddie. And yeah. when your parents fight as a kiddie, it feels dangerous to part of you because they're your caregivers and you rely on them for survival. So when your parents are fighting about something, it goes in a very visceral level mm. um, that something is this not safe. And when you keep hearing money, 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 money during that fight, your subconscious is going to go, okay, holy fuck, money is not safe. Okay. So then no matter how much, you know, how much you consciously want more money, you're running against your subconscious going, mm. well, no, you can have just enough, but you can't have any more because then it gets dangerous. So I'm here to protect you. I'm going to cut, I'm going to shut you down around that. That makes a lot um, of sense, actually. 
Yeah, so that's where people get, you know, <laughs> if you look at lottery winners, you know, they get this big influx of money and then in the paper, like a year later or a few months later, they've lost it all, mm-hmm. you know, because they're, they're, they haven't worked on any subconscious beliefs they haven't, that they've got around having that much money. So on the, out, on the outside, it looks all fabulous and wonderful, but it's quite likely that inside their subconscious is going, holy fuck, this is really dangerous, get rid of it. Yeah, yeah, and that's when things start to happen when you when you find yourself sort of bumping against a glass ceiling financially or in love or whatever, um, and you get a bit of money. It's like a a money thermostat. Uh, mm-hmm. You're allowed to have so much money that feels comfortable. If you get too much money, it's like a, a room thermostat. It's going to go. Oh, the room's too hot, and the, mm-hmm. the, the you know it's going to turn the heating off or put the aircon on to bring the yeah. temperature back down to what's comfortable. Or if it gets too cold, so you don't have enough money, it's going to put the heating on. And so you're either going to work harder, hustle or whatever to bring you back up to the the level that you're comfortable at. And so until you deal with that, with that, you're going to keep finding that if you get an influx of money, something's going to happen. Mm. You know, your car's going to break down and you have to spend a load of money on it or your fridge freezer goes on the blink or you get an unexpected bill or you make an unwise investment or you just lose it, something's going to happen to make sure you get rid of that money. Mm. And it feels really weird. And we don't really, it just, we just, oh, this always happens to me. Why? (laughs) You know, why does it always happen? Exact sentence today. I'm going, why is everything constantly going wrong for me? I've had absolute fits this morning about it. And so with regards to the, I'm I'm sorry, I'm jumping all over the place, but with regards to the words, People get very concerned what to say. If you're dealing with it, if you're doing some tapping on yourself and you're just wanting, you're just feeling really anxious and you want to feel a bit calmer, you don't actually have to say anything because the purpose of the words is to bring the issue front and centre. Right. If you're already feeling the feels, the issue is already front and centre. Ah. You're already so you just have to it. do the physical tapping. So you, all you need to do is do the tapping. Oh, you can repeat okay. something simple like, oh, I just feel really anxious, feel really anxious. And you want to go, go deep dive and go, I feel you guys because, and then talk to yourself about why you feel anxious. But it can be as simple as just tapping. I just feel anxious. Where the words become more important is when you're dealing with a limiting belief or a memory because you're using the words to bring it up so that you experience the same feelings that you felt because like I said before the way EFT works it gives you it comes in and starts to give you that emotional freedom so to give emotional freedom you've got to feel the feelings in the first place Mm. um and it's in that that side of it that gets a little bit more complicated um that is where I would recommend you start looking for someone to work with or do some sort of course that will give you the information where you know the sort of questions to ask yourself because really it's it's the results you get are, are, gonna, are, are based to a certain extent on the quality of the questions you ask yourself. I mean, Tony Robbins is always saying, you know, um, the quality of your life is based on the quality of questions you ask. So if your life isn't of good quality, ask a better fucking question. Mm. I am fucking, I don't think he says fucking. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it, it, but it's true. It, so if you're asking yourself, why does this always happen to me? Why does no one love me? Your brain is always going to give you an answer. Right. So, you know, why am I so skinned? Well, maybe a better question would be, how do I make some money? This is the end of part one. We have got the next half coming up soon. The second part is going to include an actual live EFT session so you can try it out for yourself and see how you feel. So please look out for the next one, which should be next week. 
and let me know what you think in the comments. Bye. If you've liked this episode, please help us out by liking, subscribing or leaving us a review as this helps us to reach more people. If you've got any ideas about topics to cover on future episodes or questions about the pod or you even want to be interviewed for it, please get in touch on our socials using at mindvoxpod on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter or email us on mindvoxpod at gmail.com.